the Desert Tiger Podcast. Hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, we're joined by Tara Shafar of the Blue Stones as we dive behind their new album, Hidden Gems. Oh, yes. It has been a long time coming to get to this new album as the Blue Stones debut full length was released in 2018. So we're going to talk about the road, the journey to this new album, which saw the Blue Stones teaming up with famed esteemed producer Paul Amini who has worked with the likes of Mute Math and 21 Pilots. We're gonna talk about what Paul was able to bring to this process, to this collection of songs. And speaking of the songs, if you've heard some of the singles that have been released so far off of Hidden Gems, maybe you've noticed that the Blue Stones are beginning to explore more sounds, more genres with their music. So we're gonna talk about that evolution within their sound. And we're also gonna talk a little bit about lyrics because on this new album, Tarek definitely took a more of a focus on the words that were attached to the music. So we're gonna talk about what inspired that all of this and so much more in today's episode of the desert tiger podcast and it is all brought to you today by deserttigermerch.com where you go and cop yourself something to represent the show everywhere your wonderful beautiful face goes and now now it's time to get this party started now it's time to polish off these hidden gems with Tarek Jafar of the Blue Stones. Let's go. Hello. How's it going, Tarek? I'm doing well. How you doing, man? Ah, I'm fantastic. Having a beautiful day. Beautiful day. Can't complain at all. Okay, okay. It's good. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. You guys got an upcoming album here. We do. All yes. Right. Yes, we definitely do. March 19th. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be diving a little bit behind that today, the creation process of it all. Are you ready to jump on into it? Uh, absolutely, man. Yeah, you, you, uh, you know, take the lead. Okay. Okay, awesome. So I think we should uh, start off with the last album coming out of that. Of course, your debut album there was re-released in 2018 and originally released before that. So there's a little bit of time in between then and this new album, Hidden Gems. So when did you start to polish off these gems? When did this process actually begin? I think I would probably peg it around 2019. Um, Yeah, like early, early 2019 was when we were really starting to like you know, throw the demos together and start thinking about um, like producers that would be available for the upcoming album. And that's when the bulk of the writing process took place, I think was 2019. Okay. Okay. So from writing it, you said you took some time to find your producers and you ended up 
working with a, quite an esteemed producer in Paul Meany. So how did that connection end up coming together? It was actually definitely our, our managers throwing that together. Um, you know, they, they had asked us in early 2019, they're like, well, what kind of producers would you guys be interested in working with? And both Justin and I were just throwing names. And one of the ones that we threw, we were like, yeah, I mean, it'd be awesome to work with Paul Meany. You know, we've loved Mute Math since 2008. Um, but obviously, we're not going to get that guy. So I remember the manager kind of taking a step back and be like, mm, okay, just, just give me some time. And about a week later, get an email from Paul saying, hey, guys, we love your stuff. And I'd be thrilled to work on the upcoming project with you. So I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Hmm. Wow. So he had already heard the band or just loved what had been sent his way? Or <clears throat> I think he he had first heard about us when, when um, our managers had reached out to him or reached out to his, I guess, team. And he kind of did his his you know background check of listening to our music and watching some of our live performance videos online, and yeah, I guess he liked what he saw. And from there, it was you know an easy decision. Okay, okay. So with this album, Hidden Gems, you definitely explore a lot of genres, a lot of different energies. So how did you go about doing so, and how did Paul Meany help to bring that to life? Well, yeah, I, myself, I listen to a lot of different types of music. Um, I always reference, you know, hip hop, R&B, uh, pop, soul in my repertoire of, you know, playlists that I listen to. But um, I think a lot of the songs came together just naturally from like me doing the standard demo writing process. But then when you bring it to Paul, he just has this, you know, X factor that he he can basically like unleash the potential of a song, whether it's through changing the arrangements or adding certain percussion elements that you would never think of or certain keyboard or piano elements that you would never even think of. And I think that's his forte of just like, you know, like really pushing the boundaries of who you are as a band, but keeping you grounded to who you are as well. You know, he did a great job of taking the Blue Stones and just enhancing us rather than changing us towards a certain direction. Okay, okay, awesome. Definitely just enhancing you rather than trying to take you and mold you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome, awesome. So in my research, I saw that you've said that you tried to focus a lot more on the lyrics of this album. So what energy did you try to capture lyrically? Um, I mean, it's more so, you know, Paul also brought to light this idea that you know, the lyrics really, really matter to the listener. And I think before I didn't really take them as seriously as I do now. Um, but he was like, you know, really think about what you're saying and what you're trying to communicate in these songs, because that'll make a good song, a great song, you know, it just adds another layer for somebody to latch onto. So lyrically, you know, a lot of the times I was drawing from my own personal experience, which I, I've never really done before. Um, but more so just paying attention to what I was saying and how I was delivering it. Um, you know, particularly on this album, I talk a lot about having a good side and a bad side. And, you know, like a, a good person isn't just purely good. They have a lot of bad to them and same with a bad person, you know? And I think that this album talks about being okay to have the spotlight shining down on you and showcasing all the good and bad parts about yourself. Um, so that theme is carried throughout the songs on this album. Mm -hmm. It's that yin and yang energy, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's, there's two parts to everybody. There's two parts to every story and 
And I feel like if you take a side on something, you know, it's, it's kind of ignoring the possibility of, of something that you've never even really thought could be possible. Uh, and that could be in your own personality as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you mentioned that hip hop influence earlier, and it's definitely something that has progressed its way into your music, especially in like singles like Careless. So take us behind the creation of Careless and maybe what the lyrics of that song mean to you. Um, so yeah, Careless was, a, was an interesting one because that song was kind of sitting in you know my Google Drive folder and it was actually an instrumental track only. There was no lyrics. And for whatever reason, I felt that it was worth showing Paul uh, and especially Justin. And um, they both were like, yeah, you know what? This has some, this, there's something to this song. You know, like try writing some lyrics to it, see what comes out. It was written as, you know, almost like a hip hop vibey, hip hop R&B blend, um, something in the vein of maybe Khaled. And I I just sort of went with that inspiration, you know, and even lyrically, I I sort of, you know, dance around the music in an R&B sort of way. Um, It talks about, you know, this this obvious love affair that is something that shouldn't be happening, but it, it completely is. And the people who are participating in it just don't really care that it is. They just, they don't care that it's wrong. They just, you know, it's, it's too good to quit basically. Um, so I kind of went with that idea as far as careless is concerned and, and ran with it. And it, it actually became, you know, one of the songs that I'm, I'm proud of on the album because it is so different to a lot of our other material. And I think it's just a nice way to showcase to people that we're more than just, you know, rock or we're more than just the idea of this one genre that you're allowed to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's everybody always thinks that they're tied to, oh, I have to be this because in order to get played on a rock radio station, I need to be a rock band. But it's the world is opening up a lot more towards that in a lot of regards. So when it came to releasing that single, were you more excited? Were you more nervous that the fans might turn on you? What was What was the vibe like? We definitely had a, a fear that our dedicated fan base would not like it, but that didn't really stop us from releasing it because we felt that they needed to hear it, you know? And we felt that the public needed to hear that we were capable of songs like that just so that they could be like, okay, wait a minute. The Blue Stones are more than just some rock duo. They're, they're a band with their own sound, with their own message to communicate. And I think that's what takes an artist or a band beyond their genre right when you start to just put out music because you believe in the songs that you make you know they sound like you and they're also not confined to a genre so you shouldn't be afraid of putting out a song like careless because you made it at the end of the day it's going to sound like you you don't have to you know you do something because it's going to fit for rock radio exactly like what you're saying mm-hmm. um but sorry to get back to your question yeah a little bit of fear surrounding it but not enough to stop us from releasing it Okay. And then what was the reception like from those diehard Blue Stones fans? Um, it was, it was definitely like a polarizing song. Like there, you know, we read through YouTube comments, which probably isn't a great idea, but there was a lot of um, comments of people that are like, you know, where are the guitars? Like, oh, I really did not expect this from these guys. Or what does this mean for the next album? What's going on? So yeah, I think it confused a lot of people, but then there were also people who were like, wow, this is something completely different. I didn't expect from them, but I like it. So, um, yeah, it was, it was actually kind of a nice, a nice reaction to it better than maybe we had thought. 
Mm -hmm. And if some people are stuck inside of that one rock genre, then maybe you'll gain more eclectic fans as you go. And hey, it's all about moving exactly. on up and forward. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So I want to take a dive into another one of the tracks off of this album, maybe the uh, more recent single here, Spirit. So oh, okay. once again, what is how did it come together? What does it mean to you, the lyrics, all that wonderful stuff? Well, Spirit is just like your raw, aggressive rock riff. And that's how that song started. I was just messing around on my guitar, started playing this really cool riff that I was like, I got to lay this down. I don't, I don't really know what it's going to be, but I know it's important. And I recorded it, ended up building a song around that one riff that, you know, that powerful intro riff. And uh, we just, you know, again, we showed it to Paul and he was like, yeah, this is, you know, this is your banger. So we, we built this song. It's funny enough, that riff right now was a riff that was just using the intro in the demo version and only used, I think, twice in the song, in the original version. But then after production and like recording, you know, everybody agreed that, you know, this, this, we need to hear more of this rock riff because that's what really holds the song together. So, um, lyrically it's, it's about a couple things. Um, firstly, it's about basically there's times where I were doing, I was doing things and I was, you know, taking, making these decisions and taking these actions that did not feel like something I would do. I felt like I was on autopilot and I was just going through the motions of these things, you know, almost like, taking a back seat to my own body. And I felt like I couldn't trust my gut. I couldn't trust who I, who I was. So that song is about, you know, the distrust you have in yourself to make the right decisions. Um, but then also it's about this feeling of, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty social person, but there's times where I just want to be fucking by myself, shut out the entire world, isolate myself from everyone and just have some peace and quiet to myself, you know, and, and it's about just letting my spirit out pretty much just being able to have a safe space. That's all about me. And I can just, you know, be myself. And that's what spirit is, is really about. Okay. Okay. Just embracing the uh, beauty within. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. I love that. I love that. So of course, the Hidden Gems tour was at the beginning of 2020, and we've been through uh, quite a heck of a year. So was this album intended to be released earlier, or was this just sort of, this is how it fell together? Or what was yeah, the uh, adapting process like? It was definitely intended to be released earlier. Like, I, I'm pretty sure we were planning on releasing this album in July um, of 2020, but of course, everything sort of fell apart when you know, the pandemic hit full force. So we had to push everything back, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And of course it happens, but you've still managed to bring the fans more content, including bringing them into that live performance. Cause anyone who's seen the blue stones knows that you guys sort of have a, uh, how do you've put it in the past is, you cover your own songs, and I love that way of saying it. So you recently did a uh, four-song live performance of some of the singles that have been released from Hidden Gems. So what was it like to sort of add that other layer to these tracks? It, it was awesome, especially to be able to do something like that in the thick of COVID. Um, 
you know, we, we got sick and tired of hopping on Instagram live and playing an acoustic guitar in your basement. Like we just, we wanted to bring the idea or the feeling of a live show back to the people who wanted to watch them. So, you know, with Paul's help, we put together this production of a live performance of some of our, our newer, newer singles. Um, but it, it was awesome to be able to do that because it was a way to, to flesh out how these songs would play out live without being able to actually play a live show and figure it out. Um, and I'm so happy we did that. It was just such a great experience. My, my younger brother actually was the director for that too. Um, so it was just cool to be able to get the team together and work on something really exciting. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I do. I mean, Justin's the one who coined the whole covering our own songs and I completely agree with it because we our, our album songs are one thing. And then when you come see us live, that's something completely different. And I like it that way because I want you to be able to have another unique experience apart from the album that you heard that you can enjoy, you know? So you like our album and you like us live. It's, it's enough variety, you know, to, to really, it's almost like having different pieces of content really. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's that little bit of a change where it adds that extra level of depth to that person where maybe that little change is what makes that moment just click inside their mind that they that's one of those live music memories that they just have with them forever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, I can remember bands that have done these breakdowns in songs that you'd never hear on the album. And you're like, oh, my God, that song means something entirely different to me now. Mm hmm. Absolutely. All right. I love it. I love it. So is there any plans for any music videos or otherwise in the future? Um, nothing right now. Uh, we just released the spirit lyric video and, you know, we're, we're basically just hunkering down and, and waiting to release this album for everybody and letting it sort of marinate with everyone. Um, but we've always got ideas for exciting pieces of content coming down the road. So I'm sure people will be, um, you know, more than happy with what we put out through 2021 for sure. All right. Awesome. So the fans should definitely uh, keep an eye open on your social channels just to stay yeah. up to date. Yeah, definitely. I, I would recommend it. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Awesome. As they should. And they should definitely crush this new album as well. So. Now that we've gone through the progression of the growth of the Blue Stones and you musically through this last few years, I have one last question. You ready for it? Yeah, absolutely. All right, because we're <clears throat> going to get into you personally instead. So oh over the period of crafting this album, of delving into different parts of yourself, of your influences, how has that helped you grow as a person or what has it helped you learn about yourself? I think, it's huh, a good question. I think before I was the kind of person to not allow myself to feel something like any kind of sadness or guilt or shame, um, you just, you know, you, you compartmentalize, right? Is that the term? You just put it aside. You don't want to feel it. You know, you're, you just want to grind. Um, but that stuff will come and bite you in the ass pretty hard if you don't process it. And I feel like writing lyrics that mean something to me and, you know, doing, making an album that actually has a piece of, of me in it was a way, almost like creative journaling, you know, it was just a way for me to 
to get these things out and to be able to feel these things, you know? And, and I think from that whole experience and moving on through 2020, I just, I've learned to better allow myself to, to feel emotions, whether they're bad or good. You know, it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be sad, to feel lost. And you just have to really let yourself feel it and then let it pass through you. So that's one thing I've definitely learned how to do. Awesome. Awesome. I love the answer. I love the answer. All right, Tarek, thank you so much for joining us here today to take us behind the growth of the Blue Stones into this new album, Hidden Gems. Thanks for having me, man. It's been a pleasure. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Tarek of the Blue Stones as we dove behind this new album, Hidden Gems, which you can find right now in its entirety on your favorite music streaming service. When you're there, you might as well hit follow so that when the Blue Stones have more incredible work coming your way, Oh, you can go ahead and check it out. You can also find a recorded version of that live EP on your favorite music streaming service as well. And with that, it's time to thank Tarek for joining us on today's episode with a roaring DTP. Thank you. And I have to thank the incredible Taffin from Indoor Recess for going ahead and helping with setting this conversation up. A big old thank you to yourpodcasteditor.com for making this episode sound so good. Last but not least, a big old roaring DTP thank you to you, the AM, for checking out this episode if you've yet to join with the ambush it's as easy as hitting subscribe or follow on the podcast listening app you're using right now you can also help the show grow by sharing this episode on your social media with your friends your family really anyone you know who enjoys the blue stones or who could enjoy desert tiger you can also review the show with a big old five stars on apple Podcasts or itunes and you can also head on over to deserttigermerch.com to copy yourself something to represent the show everywhere your beautiful face goes all right am and now with that it's time that we get close to saying goodbye not before I tell you to go out and find your mountaintop, your oasis, the thing that makes your heart sing to its fullest capacity and glory, your roar. Go out, find your roar, and once you're finally ready to let it out into the world, let them know just how amazing, powerful, wonderful, and beautiful you and your roar are capable of being because you're all of that and oh so much more. <laughs>